Welcome to episode four of the Copper Island podcast, My Perfect Day. What does a miner think about all day? Frank operates the one-man drill in total isolation before the sun rises and after the sun sets, daydreaming about his perfect day. In his imagination, life is divine, but he can't escape the grim reality of the danger he faces day after day. It's Tuesday. I ride the shaft elevator into the open mouth of the earth with the crew. The mouth we blow open with dynamite. The mouth that swallows up one man a week. The mouth that bites the working hands that feed it with flesh and bone. As the daylight disappears, I daydream about my perfect day. It's all I can do to not let my mind go. To ignore the man pissing next to me. To ignore the bellowing when a wooden beam slams into his head. To ignore his blood-curdling screams when the tramcar pins his leg between the wheel and the cart track. The elevator groans, swaying side to side. A man lost his head once when we moved too far in one direction. Today, we're silent. We pray to come out alive. When the elevator stops, the men scatter. I head to my drill the one-man drill. They call it the Widowmaker. Since I don't have a family, they put me on it. Imagine considering a man with a mother a man without a family. Imagine making the decision between a mother losing her son and children losing their father. Who sits around in the office with the leather furniture and ticks off accounting boxes to play God? Pencil in one check here for as good as dead. One chick there for deceased. On my perfect day, I would see in color, not in the jagged and gray slab of rock. I'm aware the rock could kill me at any time. It's the dynamite and the rock versus me. I wonder who would tell my mother, what she would say, how she would react. All day I drill into its sharp edges and tight creases. I wait for it to crush me. The machine vibrates through my body while I think about the sweeping silk dress of peonies dusted in pollen, the yellow dot of a buttercup on my chin, an old trick my grandfather taught me. I think about the soft belly of my mother, warm and welcoming, how I buried my face in it to cry after getting stung by a bee when I was eight years old. I see her green eyes, her raven hair, the dimple in her chin. I smell her wisteria perfume mixed with ivory soap. If I die here today, who will tell her I'm gone? That I love her? That I'm sorry? After 12 hours down here, I get lonely. So I named my drill Gus. I tell Gus to find something good, something that will make the papers. My success will make the Quincy Mining Company richer. It won't make me richer. It won't give my mother peace of mind. It won't buy her medicine or clean her house or provide her with security for the rest of her life. So day by day, Gus punches on, and I do too. Keep going, Frank, I think. On my perfect day, I would take a dip in Lake Superior to feel the blood freeze in my veins and know I was alive. 
I would go to a candy store and admire every glassy pink disc and tantalizing peppermint swirl, taste the sugary rainbow of rock candy glittering in the sunshine, and wish that the rock I stared at all day looked just like it. The candy would melt in my mouth and leave a film of sugar coating over my teeth, tongue, and cheeks. I need to be sweetened. I am decaying. I have the body of a man fifty years my senior, and this is no candy cave. I would get a dog if I wasn't down here from sun up until sundown. A brindle shepherd mutt dog named Dottie, a pup that would follow me to the store and sit on the curb while I bought a fresh bloody ham bone from the butcher for her, and a corned beef and ham sandwich for me loaded with sauerkraut and mustard. We would head to my favorite place, a dead-end logging road that spits out in the bush just before the shoreline. It's lined with a bed of forget-me-nots and ferns and tangles of thimbleberry brambles and fallen moss-coated trees. It would be the perfect day for Dottie, too. I would toss her a ratty old stick and she would swim to retrieve it. Then we would lie on the rocks and dry off in the sun. I would put my hands behind my head and look up at a cloudless sky, letting a blanket of light penetrate my muscles and bones, sunshine and earth working together to breathe life into me again. The churning crack in the mass of rock reminds me there is no Dottie. There is no sunshine, no swimming, no life in my bones. The crack sounds like thunder, but if it's raining or thundering, I will never know until it's over. I steady my feet and climb onto the splintered wooden scaffolding. My knees quake and quiver as I reposition myself in the drill. Let's go, Gus. Let's go. Let's hit the jackpot today. I'm living in an apothecary jar. With every pump of the drill, another piece of brain matter dislocates, traveling to my perfect day where I am not a miner. I'm a businessman selling fantastical books about ancient Egypt, the history of America, and tea trading in South Asia. I'm respected and interesting and smart. Some might even say handsome when the dust and dirt is wiped off of my face. When people ask where I got the hook-shaped scar under my eye, I'll tell them I fought off a black bear while scavenging for blueberries. It's really from my first accident with Gus before I got so lonely that I gave the drill a name. Being alone doesn't mean I can sleep the day away. The bosses measure the footage of the holes I drill every shift. I never drill enough to receive a bonus, but me and Gus sure do try. I never run out of things to think about down here. It's the thinking that keeps air in my lungs, lucid thoughts in my mind. They can take away the light, they can take away my partner down here and make me work alone. But they can't take away my daydream. My perfect day. Thank you for listening to the Copper Island Podcast. If you would like to learn more about the show, including accessing show notes and more, please visit copperislandpodcast.com.